0: KiwiSaver is one of those quick wins that all of us can get sorted. It should be simple to do this. Welcome to the OneUp Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been, at the end of the day, the most important person is yourself, and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Kiwi say is on the cards for today. I'm not even kidding, I have recorded, gone to record this episode probably six times now. And every time something has gone wrong, something has not worked, something has just not felt right. And I don't know why the universe would be telling me not to record this incredible episode about Kiwi Saver. but we're pushing through it. We're still going to do it. I'm not recording this one. Usually I do clips on my Instagram that you can see, but I'm not going to record this one because it's just it's all too overwhelming for me so this is an episode about kiwisaver five things that you didn't know or should know about your kiwisaver it's a concept in new zealand that is still so commonly misunderstood which is a real shame because from my perspective it really is one of those quick wins that we can all kind of have in our lives to contribute to our financial freedom to our to our best financial future and get ahead ultimately financially and achieve all the things we want to achieve. A great first step for your financial journey is getting your KiwiSaver sorted and these are some of the things that you can think about if that's something that's on your mind. The first thing I want to talk about is the government contribution because we're coming around to that time of the year, June 30th, where we need to have a certain amount in our KiwiSavers in order to get the maximum government contribution. So what is the government contribution? The government contribution, it's essentially just an amount of money that the New Zealand government will give you as a reward for contributing to KiwiSaver so it's just an extra amount of money that they will top up your account with to say you've done so well you're contributing amazing we love that for you and they will contribute a maximum amount but if you don't hit the contribution amount that gets you that maximum they will still contribute $0.50 for every dollar that you put into KiwiSaver. So to get the maximum amount, which is $521.43 from the government, you need to contribute $1,042.86. That's your personal money. This isn't your employer's contributions or anyone else contributing to it. This is just You, your personal contribution. So, the money that comes directly out of your paycheck the 3%, the 6%, the 8%, the 10%, whatever it is you're contributing that is the amount that goes towards this $1,042.86 amount to get you the maximum government contribution of $521.43. If you are paying 3% on a minimum wage kind of salary, I, you'll most likely hit this anyway. There's a big chance that you're going to hit this without even even needing to check it. Always worth having a look anyway. And if you're contributing anything above 3%, I could pretty much guarantee you almost 99% sure that you will definitely hit the maximum amount. And if you haven't already realized, have probably been getting the government contribution every every year that you've been in the scheme Past 18 years old because to be eligible for the government contribution you have to be 18 or over so kids KiwiSaver accounts aren't eligible for this payment you've also got to reside mainly in the country and making the minimum required contributions to your KiwiSaver account so For us freelancers or contractors, this is also an important one to remember because sometimes we might not contribute to the end of the financial year or the end of the general year, you know, and we might not realise how much we need to have in there. So we need to have at least $1,042.86. And... The well we don't need to have at least that actually we need to have that to get the maximum amount we can contribute any amount and still receive 50 cents for every dollar we contribute but an easier way to think about this might be $20 a week so $20 a week that you need to put into your KiwiSaver as long as you're doing that and you know you can check that off with your paycheck like each, each month you're contributing $80 to KiwiSaver okay you know that's definitely $20 a week that's awesome and you're probably going to hit it how you can check this and make sure you have the right amount of money in there is two ways. You can either go to your provider. So your provider is either someone like your bank or Simplicity, Kura, Kernel, uh, Milford. There's lots of different ones. SmartShares has a Kiwi Saver program. Lots of different companies do. But you'll know by what I've just said, you'll have one. And to check who it's with if you don't already know. And to check how much you've contributed, you personally, excluding your employer contributions you can go to myir which is your inland revenue account so log into your inland revenue account and you can have a look there how much you've contributed and who your provider is knowing who your provider is is so important So, so, so important because they're the people who you can go to for help and they can give you, sometimes they're not going to give you advice, but they can give you the right resources that can give you advice or they can help you out and kind of tell you where you should be or what you should be doing, which is super helpful. And that leads me to talking about funds because there's kind of three things we need to care about when it comes to KiwiSaver and that's our rate and how much we're contributing, our provider who's looking after our account, who's investing our money on our behalf and then our fund which is what our money is being invested in, how it's being invested. And what I want to highlight here is that the time you switch funds does really, really matter. The time you switch KiwiSaver funds does matter. I want to tell you a little story about something that happened to people in COVID. Typically, there are three types of funds in KiwiSaver. You have a conservative, a balanced, and a growth. Conservative, as the name may suggest, is very closed off. We don't like risk. We don't want to invest in anything that's too risky. It's scary. It might jeopardize the amount of money we have. If we're investing conservatively, we are not wanting to take any or much risk at all if we're investing growth which is the other end of the spectrum we are all for taking risks yes High risk, high reward, let's just go into it and we've got time, we can recover from market downturns. So we don't really care about taking risks. Balanced, which is in the middle, as I said at the start, there's conservative, balanced and growth. So balanced, which is in the middle, is just essentially a balance of the two of those. We're not that risky, but we're also not fully conservative. We're willing to take a little bit of risk, but not that much. And where you are in your financial journey and what your goals are is going to determine exactly what that risk profile is for you. So it's going to determine whether you should be in a conservative, a balanced or a growth fund. So back to my story about COVID. Now that we've explained what those three different funds are, when markets hit hard times, so when there's a war, when there's a recession, when there's a pandemic, the prices of shares and the value of companies start to decrease. So As a result, the value of people's Kiwi savers start to drop because the money that they have invested in different assets, so those being companies and shares of those companies, the value of that tends to drop. So then the value of our money will drop because it's in those investments. If you're in a growth fund, you know, we spoke about they are exposed to more risk than other people. The value of your Kiwi saver is going to drop even more than someone in a conservative fund because they weren't exposed to that much risk to begin with. So naturally their fund isn't going to be hit as hard as yours. The thing that people tend to forget though in these times is that even though the value of someone's KiwiSaver drops dramatically if they're in a growth fund and we're going through a recession or some kind of market downturn at the same time, It also has the potential to go back up again with time and that's why we invest risky in the first place because we have that time, right? So people tend to forget even though the value of our KiwiSaver has dropped dramatically, in time and as previous market downturns have shown us, the value will return again usually. It will go up again if we're invested in funds and we've diversified across a range of different industries and sectors and countries, which if you are invested in a growth fund, that will be the case because your provider, so the simplicities, the banks, the cutters, the kernels, whoever you are investing with, they make sure that you are diversified. So unfortunately, in COVID, there were this group of people who were exposed to more risk. They were in a growth fund. They thought, yep, I can take on the risk. All good. You know, the markets are looking good. It'll be fine. And then boom. Recession, well, there actually wasn't a recession until now, but COVID hit and business confidence went down. The value of people's assets went down and people started worrying because now the value of their money was decreasing and they were thinking, oh my God, how the hell am I going to get out of this? My money, all I'm seeing is it going down, 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 down. It's not returning up again. What am I going to do? We're thinking short term in this scenario, which isn't what we want to do, but this is what was happening. It wasn't those who had no idea about KiwiSaver that made this decision. It was those that had a little bit of education, but just not enough. So if you were in this situation, you were in a growth fund and then the markets had a massive downturn and you weren't that educated on what to do, you probably wouldn't change anything because you probably weren't even checking your KiwiSaver. You're probably just letting it live because you're like, I've got bigger things to worry about. I've got COVID. I don't care about my investments right now. I don't even know what's going on. So you probably just left it. It was the people who were a little bit more educated that thought, okay, well, I'm exposed to risky assets. That means I probably don't want to be exposed to those risky assets, and I don't want to let my money go down any more than it already is. So what I'm going to do is pull out of my growth fund and switch funds to a conservative fund. What happens when people do this, though, when they switch from a growth to a conservative fund? you don't get the chance for the value of your KiwiSaver balance to go back up again, as we just spoke about. So instead of understanding that markets go up and down, if they're going down, they're probably going to go back up again. People thought, if they're going down, I don't want it to go down any further. So they take their money out of all their growth assets and put them into conservative assets. This locks in the fact that there has been a loss. So you are essentially saying to the share market, okay, I understand I've lost all this money, so let's just confirm that and move on so that I'm exposed to less risky assets. When you don't take your money out and you leave it, even though the value might continue to decrease, you're saying, yeah, sure, the value of my KiwiSaver has gone down now, but who's to say it won't go up in the future? So I'm going to leave it there so it remains fluid and I'm not locking in the fact that I've lost those dollars. So these poor people in COVID who are a little bit educated, they took their money out of growth, put it into a conservative. They locked in the fact that there's been a loss. They've given their KiwiSaver now no chance to recover. So they've given it no time to potentially go back up in value again. You've then confirmed that you've lost that money. You now have lost. Whereas before it was only on paper on your screen that you'd lost. It wasn't actually a loss yet because it maybe in five years the markets would return up again. And if you weren't intending on taking your KiwiSaver out for another five years, then it wouldn't have mattered anyway. The issue was if you were intending on taking it out earlier than that, and that's why you switched, then the little piece of information missing was that we should have switched to a conservative when we knew we were going to take it out within a couple of years. Not only after something happened and hoping to risk it until the end. That's why switching funds at the right time is so so important and people doing this would have thought they were doing the right thing and I think that's so so fair and such a shame that so many of us were educated enough to know what it meant to be in a growth and in a conservative fund but just missing that extra piece of knowledge on top to know that when we do that we're actually locking in our losses. So being in the right fund is key And switching funds at the right time is also key. What your goal is for your KiwiSaver is going to directly determine what fund you should be in at different times across your financial journey. Who can help you with this? Your provider. Make sure you reach out to your provider, tell them what's going on, or a financial advisor. I would start with your provider because you know that's going to be free and you know they're going to want to help you to keep your money with them, but they're also going to tell you which fund you should be in, growth, conservative, or balanced, and that's what you want to know. Number three, early withdrawals are possible. I want to go through all the different circumstances that someone can withdraw from KiwiSaver early. Because it's interesting to know this when so many of us don't know. Obviously, most of us know the only time for the average person to take out the KiwiSaver is either for retirement at 65 or when we buy our first home. And this can't be for an investment property. It has to be for a first home that we are willing to live in for six months at least. But there are actually other circumstances that we can take out our KiwiSaver. It might be hard. It might take time to prove that these things are true or this is happening. But there are other circumstances and I want to talk about them so you are aware. First one, divorce or relationship property. So if you're going through some kind of divorce, one of the settlements in the agreement might be KiwiSaver and halving KiwiSaver between you and your partner. So it's important to be aware of that when you are... I guess, getting married or in a long-term serious relationship. Of course, there's hardship allowances due to serious illnesses or disabilities, not only of you, but of a dependent. So you're able to take out that money in the case of some kind of serious illness or disability. Again, with significant financial hardship, and we saw some of this through COVID, if you're experiencing that, you may be able to meet The requirements that mean you can take out some of your KiwiSaver savings. We saw some like new rules through COVID that allowed people to take KiwiSaver contributions breaks and things like that. Which gave people a little bit of a leg up in a time where they were struggling financially and those rules will usually only be introduced temporarily for times like that. If you permanently emigrate overseas, so you're living out of New Zealand for over a year, I believe, you may be able to withdraw some or all of your savings. It's, again, going to depend if you meet that criteria. This is the most juicy one. So someone told me that you can withdraw your KiwiSaver to purchase a second home. And I was like, what? Because, you know, they tell you you're not allowed to do that only for your first home. So in general, you can't withdraw money for from KiwiSaver to purchase a second home but there is actually an exception under this rule where if you've previously withdrawn KiwiSaver funds to purchase your first home and you ended up selling it and you went back to renting afterwards as well as a couple of other eligibility criteria you actually may be eligible to take out your money, your KiwiSaver again for a second home. Apparently this is quite new and there are limits on the amount that can be withdrawn And I assume mortgage advisors should hopefully be able to let you know how you can do that. Although I don't see many of them talking about it. But I do find that a very interesting provision. It's the same rules where it has to be for a home you live in, not an investment property, etc. But it is an interesting one if you have somehow gone and bought a home, sold it and then gone back to renting again. When I talk on TikTok, all I hear, when I talk on TikTok about KiwiSaver, all the comments I get that are hater comments are people saying why would you enroll in this scam the government keeps your money the government's trying to steal your money from you la so much of this chat which is just not true and you're putting fear into people you're scaring people about things that aren't even true this is such a huge issue with social media is that people take like they believe comments on social media People will think, oh, well, I saw this person say that actually the government holds your money and it sounded somewhat convincing. Don't believe any comments you see on social media. Just believe what you have done research about, what you've spoken to professionals about and take everything you see on social media with a gra- grain of salt. But I always get these comments that KiwiSaver is a scam and the government will keep your money. This is not true. So how it works is that your KiwiSaver is, money is held in a trust. So that means that the funds are held separately. No one can touch them. If a KiwiSaver provider's business were to get in trouble financially and they were going to go under, your money would still be protected because they're in a trust separate to the business. Your investments would not be affected even if the provider's own business was going to suffer. And from what I've heard from different companies who have introduced a new KiwiSaver scheme recently it seems like an incredibly complicated and complex process to actually start a KiwiSaver fund and to be a part of that world and there's a lot of regulation and process to go through so it's not as easy as them just taking your money investing it on your behalf and that's that they're in control of your dollars it's actually held separately to them But they are dictating how that money is invested, depending on the fund you've chosen. So your KiwiSaver isn't controlled by the government, okay? It's in a separate trust to the government, to the company, the provider that has your money. And it's all going to be okay. And I think the knowing that your money will be safe, even if the company goes under, is really reassuring. Because that seems to be one of the fears. It's like, well, if we go through a recession and that company that's responsible for our dollars is in is in trouble then we're going to lose all our money but rest assured that that is not the case. This last thing is very important because it should simplify what has happened in your KiwiSaver throughout the year. Every year you get a statement covering your current KiwiSaver position and projections and you should be able to see what you're invested in. And this is from your provider. So, your provider will send you an email every year, same time as the government contribution, so end of June ish time. And they'll say, Hey, we've looked after your KiwiSaver this year. Here's an update of how it's gone. This is your current projections for what how much money you will possibly have by retirement age by 65 and they'll break that down into a weekly amount so this is how much you'd have a weekly if you were to continue investing into KiwiSaver the way that you are and this helps you plan for your future like oh my god I'm only going to have a hundred dollars a week by the time I'm 65 that's nothing I need to start upping my contributions unlikely it would be that low but that's just an example if your provider in this statement doesn't tell you what you're invested in you can also look at the smart investment investor tool on Sorted which I find helpful I want to know what I'm investing in you know I don't want to just be told yeah okay I'm investing in a growth fund high-risk assets sick Some people don't care and it's fine, but I personally want to know what my money is invested in and I'm pretty lucky that my provider does a complete breakdown of exactly what my money is invested in, where my fees are going because they are a non-for-profit organization and all of those sorts of things and I find that really helpful. But if your provider doesn't do that, for example, the banks I feel like aren't that good at letting you know what's kind of happening, you can go on the smart investor tool on Sorted and they will tell you. KiwiSaver is one of those quick wins that all of us can get sorted. It should be simple to do this. It's something that can help us achieve our financial goals. It can help give us a clear path to financial freedom and ultimately make us feel a little bit more reassured about retirement and those big kind of milestones that we don't ever feel like we're ever going to get to. So changing funds, contribution rates, providers, all of those things Before you look into that, work out what your goal is. Do you want to save for a first time with your KiwiSaver or do you want to use it for retirement? Once you've gotten that clear, then talk to your provider. Say, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. What would you suggest now that I'm with you? If they don't give you the support that you're after, switch providers. There are so many out there that can help you and that want to help you and that are becoming so much more involved with social media and putting a more modern and basic tone onto the language they use with KiwiSaver and you should be able to understand it and they should care about having you there you know this isn't just you're buying a product of someone you're like putting your financial future into someone's hands and so I think that having the right provider that will help you is so important get your amount into KiwiSaver I need to get mine in because I haven't contributed at all since this time last year because I quit my job went traveling came back freelancing just still haven't contributed so I need to make sure I get mine in by the end of June and you guys do too check on your my IR account if you have any questions reach out to me on Instagram I cannot wait to talk to you and thank you so much for listening as always please leave a review if you liked this episode or you can it would really help to support my channel I feel like I was going into my YouTube outro there that I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel anyway I'll talk to you guys later love you lots see you later Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice then please seek advice from a professional.